Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. What do you say after that? <laughs> you have a very good friend. In fact, this is your best friend. You've been friends for a long time, and the love connection is ever so strong. The friendship is deeper than you can explain. You live in separate parts of the country, but on one occasion when you guys were sharing a weekend together, your friend did something amazingly surprising for you. Your friend, who is not known for his or her cooking skills, made an exotic meal for you from scratch. This is in honor of our friendship, they said. Later, you learned that your friend had been planning and preparing to do this. What do you say after that? You are utterly lost for words. While Jesus was here on earth, he had 12 close friends who we call disciples. These guys were his ministry staff, but he was training them to carry on the work after he left. On this occasion, the night before the crucifixion, they were together having a meal. A part of the first verse of John 13 says, Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. If you follow the story, there are two details which are shared. Firstly, we read that during the meal, the devil had already prompted Judas to betray Jesus. Judas knew he was going to betray Jesus, and Jesus knew that Judas was going to betray him, but Judas did not know that Jesus knew that he, Judas, was going to betray him. <laughs> Sorry if that sounds confusing. The second point is that Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. Hmm. Those two things were on Jesus' mind and still he did something out of this world. Without announcement, Jesus got up and did the unexpected, grabbed a towel and a basin of water and went around the room and washed not one, not two, not three, but everyone's feet, including Judas. I cannot imagine everyone sitting there and allowing the Master, the Son of God, to wash their feet. It has never been done before among them, and he said nothing to prepare them for this act. They were caught totally off guard. Well, you know somebody was going to protest, and that person was none other than Peter. Listen to this exchange. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, 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 said Peter. You shall never, ever, ever wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then, Lord, Simon Peter said, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Once more, Peter stood out as different. I'm sure others wanted to protest like Peter, but maybe did not have the courage to stop Jesus from washing their feet. Peter, you had me right there when you categorically said, you shall not wash my feet. That's what I would have said. Jesus' reply was nothing like you expected, right, Peter? Unless I wash your feet, you have no part with me. Is that what this is all about? An act to show that you and 
I have a meaningful relationship? Let us look at the event again. There are three facts outlined before Jesus began to wash their feet. One, Jesus loved them totally. Okay? Two, Satan had secretly chosen Judas to betray Jesus, to turn him over to the city leaders and religious guys to be crucified. Three, Jesus knew that his father had already made him the most powerful in the universe, and soon he was going to return to live with his father. All of those things placed Jesus in a position of being different from these guys, in a position of being more important than these guys. Jesus knew all all of that, but as Lord and Master of these guys, he washed their feet. Are you getting the point? If there is to be any washing of feet, it certainly should be one of them or all of them rushing to wash the feet of the man who did so many miracles, the man who walked on the sea, the man who raised some dead people. The most important person on earth is in the room and he comes to wash my feet? You must be joking. And even when the most talkative one protested, Jesus laid the card on the table. If you don't allow me to wash your feet, this is the end of our relationship. The master is making this foot washing exercise more significant than we could ever imagine. No servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Peter, look at me for a moment. I am the Son of God. I am the one who created the world. And I want to wash your feet because you are precious to me. Because although I am great, I value you so much that I choose to wash your feet. Peter, don't you see how much I love you that I would wash your feet? Everybody would think that you were the one to wash my feet. But this time, it is me washing your feet. You see, Peter, here's the big picture. I want you to do this to each other. I want you to leave here tonight willing to wash the feet of someone lesser than you, to do an act of kindness for someone in need and expect no payment. Wash each other's feet. Do the most significant thing or the most menial task to each other out of love for each other. It is humbling but not humiliating. It is love in action. Any chance you get, do something kind, something that no one would expect you to do. If someone does that for you, if God does something like that for you, what do you say after that? Just step out of the way and let God do for you what you don't deserve. This is one more way he chooses to show you that he loves you. Do it for someone else for the very same reason.